So you guys ready to get this this piece of shit done? It's fired up. I have but, a feeling that this is going to be the worst podcast today. They will add it to the list of worst podcasts. There we go. We will All be right. living up to our name. Hello and welcome to Forced Update. Uh, I already fucked that up. Hold up. <laughs> Mulligan. Uh, yeah, Mulligan. Hello and welcome to Forest Update, episode 89. This is the worst video game podcast on the internet, brought to you by Elder-Geek.com. Uh, this is Trevor speaking to you live from the uh, closet studio that I, I do this in. Uh, joined, as usual, with two uh, scholarly gents. Uh, Adam? Yeah, this is the first time we're ever doing it live. Yep. Uh, and Yaz? Yeah. Yep. So usually we just record our voices separately, and then uh, splice it together. But we are doing it live today. We'll All do from it. the same closet. All from the same closet. Uh, naked, sweating because it's hot. We have one candle. <laughs> one candle burning. We're 19th century. It's still light outside. Why are we burning? That's called daylight savings, but that's not the point. The point is, I'm from the future, and I'm not going to mess with fucking Mother Nature. This is already the worst podcast. This is the worst podcast ever. Adam! It is the worst podcast. Well, yes. Uh, let's, let's make this more interesting by having you tell us what we did this week. What you did That's this week. That's not going to make anything more interesting, but okay. <laughs> we got to try. we got to try, my friend. All right. Well, this week I actually played two games. It was Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Okami. Uh, I'm about five or six hours into Okami, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of backtracking, but it's very enjoyable. Just everything that you have to do where you're making the flowers blossom and the trees and all that other shit, it's just a lot of fun and it adds to the great aesthetic the game already has. Mm, yeah, the game's really pretty. Yeah, and then uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I actually started playing my first rank games and I won my first three rank games and what? went up to amateur rank. What? You're officially an amateur? I'm officially an amateur. I'm no longer a beginner. Holy shit! I'm telling you, money well spent. You're you're almost uh, pro status, aren't you? You're that, almost. That was 130 dollars worth of wins right there. Uh, what team did you rock in order to to ascend to the lofty level of uh, amateur? Uh, my team was Hulk, Ryu, and Deadpool. Hulk, Ryu, and Deadpool. All right. Um, and it was mainly just Hulk. <laughs> Because he's, he's awesome. Much like the comics, holding yep. all the work. He did. But uh, that's pretty much what I've done this week. Yeah, uh, no, um, a little bit about Okami. Where are you in Okami? Like, where, what, what are you right doing now, currently? Let's see, here. Uh, let's see here. I am at the Agata Forest. All right. I just, I just purified the area. And what was the last? The last brush technique I got was the one to make lily pads. Okay, yeah, the lily pad brush technique. Yeah. Um, I've also bought uh, the three different, like, uh, the mirror technique where I can do four attacks. I've done the rosary beads. I went to the little karate school in the first town. Yeah. And, and got those upgrades. And 
basically that's where I'm at. I, ha- I like using the rosary beads a lot, just because they get like 50 hits. Yeah. And then I just jump in the air and draw a bomb and have everything I always explode. used uh, the sword. Did you get peeing yet? yet? Have you started saving up for the uh, the peeing technique? The peeing technique? I don't know which one. Is that the one that's 100,000 yen? Yeah, like towards the bottom of the list. Okay. There's the, I've bought every single one except for the 100,000 one, so I'm saving up for that one yeah, now. Yeah, that one is literally you lift your leg and you pee on the enemy. Nice. And so they, far, like, the only thing I really buy... Item. So far, the only thing I really buy in the game is the little feed bags for the different animals. Yeah, to feed I go the across animals. so I can get extra praise so I can upgrade. Uh, I've mainly been upgrading just the ink and my life. Yeah, have you fought a boss yet? You know, I don't think I've fought a boss. Are they supposed to be really big? Yeah. Okay, then I haven't fought any bosses yet. I've only fought, like, little sort of, like, mid-range bosses then. Well, like, uh, if you're fighting a boss, you're not fighting it in um, that, like, weird purple, like, haze thing, you know? Okay. Bosses are actually in, like, really huge rooms and stuff like that. If you're in a god of forest, you should be coming up to, I think, your first boss in that game. Okay, yeah, actually, yes, I'm, I'm about to... I've entered the ruin where the kid lost his dog. Yeah, okay, then yeah, you should be on your way to the deep Yeah, because I just finished uh, helping him fish the key out of the water. Yeah, and what you said to me, that that was your first experience where you didn't hate fishing in a video that, game. That is the first one. I Even Monster Hunter, which is my most beloved game, I still hate fishing in that, and I've hated fishing in pretty much every other game except for Okami. Isn't it, refresh my memory, you just draw a line from what you're fishing to the pole? Yes, you draw the line from the pole directly to the fish, and then you basically tug on the control stick in the opposite direction, and they have like a little meter, and as long as you keep it in the green for about a good maybe four to six seconds, the fish will come out of the air, and then you draw a slash across it. That's right. And automatically catch it. Yeah. Just like in real life. Just like in real life. Exactly in real life. You your sword, and you stab the fish, and it pops out of the water. And it's, it's, it actually isn't like real life, because it's enjoyable. (laughs) <laughs> fishing does suck I I had the, um, the unfortunate uh, happen to me where my family thought it'd be cool to go fishing man that shit is boring as crap I've never actually gone fishing you're lucky it's, I, it's I did go to a fishing camp when I was uh, younger when we first moved to Florida yeah it's a little fishing camp over here in the boondocks in the redneck town that I live in and uh-huh. uh, I went home early because I didn't like it I would hope so god damn yeah. I can't believe. No, that sounds like the worst time ever. It 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 is. Uh, it's quite a few of those things. That was probably one of the few functions that I went through that went to that wasn't a part of a church group. Your life, like your overall life, sounds horrible. Yes. Uh, yes church camps and fishing, or church schools and fishing camps. Yep. Uh, I don't really know how somebody is is like scumbag as you graduated from. Like Christian schools. Yeah. Oh, that's why I do this podcast. Yeah. You are a pretty big scumbag. I'm a pretty big scumbag. Oh, jeez. Uh, that all that you just did shows you that Jesus can't cure anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, did you did you see any movies? Did you do anything else, or just is that about it? Um, I actually saw two uh, two movies. I saw two Korean movies. One was I saw the Devil. That's uh, with we- the guy from Old Boy. Yes, both of the movies I actually saw were from the same actor, and I saw The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. I think I've heard about that, too. 
both very good movies. Uh, the I Saw the Devil is actually in the same sort of make and model of Old Boy. It's a it's a revenge flick. Yeah. Really gruesome, but excellent movie. And then The Good, the Bad, and the Weird is exactly like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, except a little bit more comedy thrown in. It's sort of like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly meets uh, sort of like a Kung Fu Hustle. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. So, and luckily, it wasn't as long as the good, the bad, and the ugly. By our elder geek rating system, would you what would you give it? <laughs> um, I am actually considering buying both of them, so I would give it a buy it rating. There you go. You heard it here first. It here first. Uh, according to the elder geek syllabus, uh, Adam thinks you should buy that shit. You heard it here first. First, first here heard it. You. It's a, it's, it's a world exclusive review. I'm never <laughs> doing another one. <laughs> Uh, Yaz, Mr. Yaz. That's me. Do you, do you play anything this week? Uh, maybe? I know you played some uh, some Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, I, I went over to your place and played some Marvel vs. Capcom. So, uh, we played against Adam, and we also played against each other, and then we also went online, and most of the time got our asses kicked. I won my first ever online match. Uh, that day, so I'm a little, I'm a, I feel a little better about myself in that game. Yeah, we figured out that the best way to um to play that game is to just pick random all characters. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> I was so mad when we were playing you, Adam, because me and Yaz just kept hitting random all, which makes for, like awesome matches. And you were like, mm, I'm, a, I'm a baby, I gotta pick good characters every time. Fuck you, Adam. Yeah, we got some. We I, had, I didn't get that memo that I was supposed to pick random all. You can hear us over our, like, sweet, uh, eye toy <laughs> microphone. Um, over the garbled, <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> it sounded like a mixture of Yaz throwing up and laughing at the same time. That's all I heard. That's actually what was going on, so. Just there you go. Uh, what's your favorite character so far in that game, though, Yaz? I think you're the only person I haven't asked that to yet. Oh, man, that's tough. I would say I would say Hulk, just because he's so freaking powerful. Yeah, regular Hulk, right? Not She-Hulk? Uh, yeah, regular Hulk. Uh, and I don't know who else. Like, I, hmm, that's, that's pretty like, good with Beautiful Joe. Joe, you know, who I realized I really like in that game? I was terrible. I'm terrible with Beautiful Joe normally. He terrible with Joe. Um, he beat me. What's his name? Which isn't actually an accomplishment. Bionic Commando. <laughs> I... I I fucking love playing as him in that game. <clears throat> wait, wait for the DLC when they give him the actual costume. That'll be what I'm happy, but like that, that like across the whole screen grab is fucking sweet. I also like the bionic arm attack. Bionic arm. Bionic if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and search bionic arm, and there's a like championship video of somebody using that move, and it's awesome. And what else? Uh. uh Oh, we played a time machine game. We played, we went back in our time machine and we played some Rogue Trip Vacation of 2012, I think that's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's, it's the whole world destroyed uh, during 2012, which I think is pretty accurate. And it's, uh, you have to... It's a PlayStation to, 1, uh, it's a PlayStation 1 car combat game. Yeah, I don't think anybody but us has played that game. Yeah, I don't think there's that many people that have played that game either. Yeah, I've never even heard it until you just mentioned it. Uh, you play as, like, mercenary... <laughs> The world's gone to, like, shit, mm-hmm. and this guy named Big Daddy has turned, like, famous landmarks into, like, tourist attractions of places that are still, like, together in this, like, post-apocalyptic world. 
So you get in your uh, your mercenary car, and you pick up tourists who are too poor to do the real tours, and you're supposed to like take them to like scenic spots and get them to like take pictures. Meanwhile, everyone's trying to kill you and take that tourist and get those same pictures to make more money. So it's like Twisted Metal meets Crazy Taxi. Actually, it's exactly like Twisted Metal meets Crazy Taxi. Okay. That sounds like a cool game. And uh, on the fourth level, you can blow up the entire world and the game ends. Huh. You just float in space forever. Yeah, so that game's really awesome. That game's fucking awesome. That, shit. It is really awesome. It. Go find but, it. And then we went to go see Paul. I went Paul, to see yeah. Paul Trevor. And it was... A, a movie. It was pretty good. It was good. It was pretty good. I expected a little better, but I liked it. Wait, yeah. what movie did you see? Paul? Paul. Paul, yes. Simon Pegg. Find an alien. Simon Pegg. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Alien buddy movie. <laughs> My only problem with it was that, um, like, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater, but, like, this woman came in with, like, her 10-year-old kids. <laughs> they were even younger than 10 years old, I feel. Like they were younger? But they would spout out just, like, the most obscene... Like, there's a character in the movie who um, finds out that she's allowed to curse because her faith is wavered. And uh, she just spouts, like, the most, like, crazy, like, curse words ever. And every time she did it, I would just be like, those kids are going to have some questions after this movie. Yeah, it's that was... that a slap to the face doesn't cure. That was <laughs> definitely pretty awkward. Like, those are pretty young kids, and... I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, we need to hide cursing from children. But I thought they were even younger than ten. And yeah, they were pretty little. They were, they were little kids. It was a little weird. It was a lot weird. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me in this week. Not, didn't really do much. Yeah. Uh. I I played a couple games this week. Um. I first wanted to talk about uh, Uncharted. Again. Because uh, I got farther in Uncharted. I got out of that snow area where, like, um, it's just, like, a bunch of set pieces of me hiding behind cover and shooting at a bunch of shit. Yeah. Uh, got a little better, but now I'm starting to feel like Yaz. Uh-oh. That game is too fucking long at this point. That game is not long. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Like, it's not even long. Like, it feels like I've been playing this forever. It's just long as in, like, I'm... I'm like, physically and emotionally, I'm done with this game. And uh, the fact that it's still going on is very aggravating to me. <laughs> you getting that Assassin's Creed-itis? Yeah, I'm getting he's, he's getting He's getting the Uncharted 1-itis, where he quit 25 yeah, minutes before the damn thing ended. Like, I, I, I'll try not to spoil too much as I go through this, but, like, I did some stuff. I reached, like, the big set-piece area where you've been trying to get to the whole game. And, of course, there's, like, super monster things, and then there's uh, the soldiers who are now wearing, like, apparently force fields that are so powerful that, like, nine headshots doesn't take them down. <laughs> like, I, I, I hit somebody in the chest with a grenade launcher, and he didn't fall. And I was like, really, guys? Is this how we're, is this how we're exemplifying life? Yep. But a bunch of little areas where it's like, oh, now you're you're under fire. Okay, you're under fire again. And I, I, I forced my way through it, got to, like, this new area where they're like, all right, uh, you're here. And then it was like, oh, now you got to escort an injured person and uh, fight more people by, like, cover shooting. 
I got to that. I was like, yeah, I think I'm done for today. <laughs> God, I hope you do not quit on that game. I, uh, uh, yeah. You are you are so close to the end. It's ridiculous. Uh, I I'm hoping that, like I, I figured there's like an hour hour and a half left and like I don't think even that much. Really? Because yeah, I am so what? done with that mentally at this point. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're pretty close. You're yeah, do me a favor. Just stop thinking about it because if you keep thinking about it, you're gonna you're gonna quit the game before you even start it again. Um, I mean, I'm gonna get through it. It's just like yeah. I I was escorting an injured person. I turned a corner and I picked up um, a sniper rifle, peeked my head out, and then hit guy with a rocket. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. Are you playing on normal or hard? <laughs> playing on normal. Okay. Uh, would you play on easy? No, I played on normal. Let's see. <laughs> um, I also think it's funny, like the the just logic of that game is so ridiculous. Like, you know, you can hit somebody with a grenade and they don't um, die, but like you can also shoot them with like a crossbow and it's like a one hit kill. And I do not that understand. Is the most powerful weapon in the game. That fucking crossbow, like. I rocket launch a guy in the chest, and he's like, ah, oh, that, that stung. And then I go and I grab a crossbow, and I shoot him in the ankle, and he's like, oh, it's so powerful, and the explosion, snakes flew everywhere. It was, it was weird. I can feel you seething with rage. I just, yeah, hopefully next week I can say, I finished Uncharted this week, because, God, I, I need to be fucking done with that shit. If you quit that game, I just want you to know that I hate you. Much like uh, you, Yaz, Uncharted, I, I can't quit you. I can't quit Uncharted. <laughs> you better not. If I'm that close, like I'm, I'm close, right? I gotta be close. You are. Right? You are. I'm gonna be so disappointed if you quit this one just like you quit the last one. See, now I want to quit because <laughs> I know you'll be upset. Of course you will. I want to be able to say, yeah, I was about ten minutes away from finishing Uncharted 2 and I quit. And they'll be like, why? I'll be like, mm, God, I didn't care anymore. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And this week I also played, uh, or I didn't play, I watched Tuned In a lot. I hope some people who are listening to this tuned into it as well. The Full Hearts Marathon. Uh, uh, from Elder Geek, uh, where we were trying to raise fifteen hundred dollars for uh, relief in Japan, it hit our goal. Elder and Geek fifteen hundred bucks. Trevor even announced that he is going to match all of the donations. I did not say that, and that is not true. <laughs> uh, He's going to double it. A lot of games were played during that, though. I I watched a lot of games this week because I watched. I watched them play that. Uh, congratulations, though, to everybody who participated in the... Uh, thank you and congratulations to everyone who participated in the Full Hearts Marathon and raised all that money for Japan and spent the hours between, like, 3 and 6 in the morning playing, you know, whatever game the person decided to play. Uh, saw some games, though. Uh, first game I saw, though, Yakuza 4. Have you guys ever played Yakuza 4 uh. at all? I played the demo to... What was the last Yakuza? Yakuza 3? I think like 4 was the newest one. Okay, but Yakuza 3 rec- kind of fairly recently came out for PS3. Like not, I, think that's four, though. I think that's 4. Either one. I played a demo of one of those, and I didn't I didn't get it. I watched it, and that game didn't look worth playing. I didn't... I mean, I think... Just a it, lot of talking, a lot of being Japanese. I basically think it appeals to a certain crowd, and if... 
if you're not really into that kind of game, then you're just not that really into that kind of game. You heard it here first, folks. That's hard-hitting editorial. Like so I watched an exclusive Yaz review of Yakuza Four really, or Three. We don't know which one. If you're not really into that game, you aren't into that kind of game. Quote that's, me. That's deep. Still waters deep, my friend. There you I, go. I do like the, the logic that Yakuza has where I, I've seen someone play it and he plays the main guy and he beat the shit out of someone and then after the guy wakes up, he takes money from him. He gives, yeah, he gives him money. It's he like, gives him like, money and I was like, that's pretty awesome. Which is weird because like, the, the environment's really cool. Like it's this kind of like it's pretty busy Japanese neon lights, you know. But then like I was watching him play this game, and I was watching Shen play it during the Full Hearts Marathon, and like he went on a date. And I was like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> uh, and then he like he went on a date and then walked out in the streets, and then immediately just some random stranger walked up and started fighting him. Exactly and, and it happened like five times where he would just be walking down the street and a guy would be like, "Hey you, I'm gonna try and punch you in the face right now." Sounds about right. Uh, some of the cutscenes were pretty cool, but like other than that, like that game does not look. Uh, maybe blasphemous. Maybe I can trick like one of the other uh, writers to come on here and defend it. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't like that watching that too much. I don't think I'd like playing it either. Uh, they played some Resident Evil Five, uh, the DLC stuff, the prequel stuff, and the post stuff. Okay. And watching that prequel stuff back at the Umbrella Mansion, that made me wish that they did that instead of made that game the way it was. <laughs> so that was actually kind of spooky. I know you've played through that, uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. Actually with my girlfriend, you fucking asshole. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, did you agree when you played it that that was kind of more the set piece that you were interested in? Than, um... Oh, yeah, definitely, because it was actually scary. The, the fifth game wasn't scary at all. No, not at all. I don't, I don't like the fifth one. Speaking of Resident Evil, that brings me back to a previous point. Um, that is, like, have you tried out Jill in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom? I have. She's shit. She is, she is a piece of shit. She's a piece of shit. It's, That's all it, I wanted to say. Shumagorath is, is kind of interesting, but I thought Shumagorath Jill... is actually pretty good. I, I play him now, but... You um, heard here, folks. Jill is shit. Hard. Jill is shit. Much like in that, that, that game, she's oh. shit. Uh, they played Okami, and not much to talk about there, because you talked about it a little bit. Um, and the last one I watched, uh, I watched them play Civilization, which, not really a game you should stream, in my opinion. <laughs> Wait a minute, how is that Japanese? Uh, it wasn't Civilization, excuse me. It was, I think it was Shogun? Oh, okay. Shogun War or something? Yeah, um, uh, it looks good if you like games like Civilization, but I don't know about that. And then they played some MGS4, um... That game's a game, I guess. Trevor, there is something wrong with you if you don't like games like Civilization. I do actually like games like Civilization. It's just like, uh, I'm not sure if that's the best game to stream. I actually, if I would have gotten a, a time slot on there, and I thought about asking, but I didn't. I, I would have tried to beat all the Mega Mans in whatever time slot. You mean 9 and 10, mostly? Yeah, only 9 and 10. No, I would have done 2 through 4, probably, and could probably have beaten all of that in about 4 hours. I would have played Oblivion. You would have played Oblivion. I, that's not a Japanese game, so uh, way to go. No. He would have played Oblivion. Yeah. My answer still remains. <laughs> it remains the same. All right, well, I mean, uh, nobody has anything else? Nobody did anything else? I uh, know you done hating on Uncharted. 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm done hating on Uncharted. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into Valkyria, uh, Valkyria Chronicles, which is my next big game to play. That or Minerva's Den. Did get you ever play Heavenly Den. Sword? No, I haven't, but I have not played it yet. I really want to play an RPG. I'm in the mood for an RPG. I thought about getting... Uh, here's a, a forced update money tip. If you buy... Uh, Dragon Age 2 on Amazon right now, they're offering $15 cash back in a credit. I thought about doing that almost. Because I really just want to play an RPG at this point. Did they drop the price, or is it still $60? I think it's, I think it's still $60. they are just they are basically giving you $15 off. Okay. Not bad, though. I mean, I feel sorry for people who bought it, like, you know, before that and didn't get any credit back. Instead got a sword. Yeah, that they probably didn't use because the warrior sucks. Yep, warrior's <laughs> off in that game. Uh, so I guess we can move on to news then? News. I don't know. You, you tell me, boss. Yeah, you tell us, sir. Well, by the uh, pair of boobs I'm drawing on my notepad, I'd say it's probably time for news. News time. It's time. Chugga, uh, chugga. This week we're doing a little differently. Uh, because some people on this podcast uh, can't take news seriously. Who's that? It's Adam. Adam, of uh, course. I'm being punished. Uh, Trevor's going to do some news. Uh, I'm going to read all the news stories today. Daddy took over the podcast. Daddy Daddy decided to crack down and uh, beat the shit out of his kids, which is how we should raise kids in this day and age. Nothing a beating won't solve. So all the news today is brought to you by Elder Geek. It's off of the Elder Geek news page, so you know it's going to be hard-hitting editorials. Dash. Elder-geek.com. Ubisoft just announced its release of a game called Rocksmith. Um, What it is, is a game that you will be able to plug in an an electric guitar to, and it will supposedly teach you to play that electric guitar. Ubisoft's a little late on the whole... um, Music game. Are they not? That's, we're done I mean, with that, that right? That sounds cool four I mean, years ago. Yeah, we're society's done with music games, right? What's yeah, it, I mean, what's, when Activision is done with something, that means it's dead. That means society's done with it. That means they can no longer make money off of it, and they go, well, fuck it. I just, I'm pissed because they should be making Beyond Good and Evil 2, and instead they're putting out Rocksmith, which I just don't see the point of. It doesn't even seem like a game that... Like, because in order to play it, you have to buy like a four hundred dollar guitar. Have you guys pre-ordered Rocksmith yet? Because yes. I, I just did. Yes, uh, they're offering uh, twenty dollars credit on Amazon. They're not, but anyways, I just I just think that whole genre is dead, and I don't understand why we're still focusing on it at this point. Just People let it like die to try to make money. I guess I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool if. if you want to learn I mean, if it's it's cool if you really if if you want to learn how to play the guitar and you figure, hey, well, I want to get something to help me do that, rather than like looking at chords or listening to music or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I can't record. see like if they're trying to go after the audience who played Rock Band, they're only going to get a very very small fraction of those people because I can guarantee you the majority of the people who played Rock Band would probably not want to take the time to learn how to play an actual musical instrument. I figure they also have moved on at this point. Yeah. All right, well, that's that. Um, I like video games. <laughs> thanks, Yad. Also um, in the news is that uh, the numbers have been released on development costs 
for the 3DS and the NGP. And supposedly it is anticipated to triple the uh, budget cost for developing games. And in a time where uh, I feel like development cost is one of the biggest factors in the failure of video games, mm-hmm. this sounds really shitty to me. Now, is it the development cost for just the games on those two platforms, or just yeah, overall just development on those cost for everything? Um, okay. To develop on the 3DS or the NGP, it supposedly triples the amount of money you have to invest into the title. Well, you know, they got a lot of 3D going around. <laughs> all that 3D is expensive. All, all that 3D, you got to make it uh, Got to make, make a money. Got to make that stuff pop. I mean, but my problem is that, like, you hear a lot of people blaming piracy for <laughs> um, failure of video games. But a big part of it is the, like, you know, billion-dollar budgets people are putting... Maybe not billion, but uh, billion-dollar budgets people are putting on video games, and then it's taking, like, six years to develop, and then they release it, and it's no longer relevant. <laughs> Gran Turismo 4. And, uh, yeah, that steering wheel is awesome with that game. But, like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a, contributing to a problem, which is video games becoming too expensive to make. Well, I think that's why we have companies like Apple that will go ahead and be constantly poking at Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft, showing them how it's done, showing them that their games are going to be make an enormous amount of profit and cost a fraction to develop. And yeah. those, all the companies, all the big companies for the handhelds, they'll have Apple to be a constant reminder and hopefully may be able to bring down the development costs or just really bring down the type of games that they make. Yeah, um, I, Angry Birds actually just had a million downloads uh, from the store, which I, I'm I getting to the point where I'm like, hey, okay, guys, let's let's stop with Angry Birds. It's not that good, but uh. well, also the thing is, I feel like as a uh, as the technology gets better and better, and as you know, these handhelds and even systems have better graphics, everything like that. I mean, just at a certain point, development costs are just going to go up. So. I think, you know, we're just going to see a lot more, a lot of more sequels for stuff because then all the work that they put in on one game, they can kind of also carry over to the next game. That's true. A lot of established franchises will be the only ones who have enough money to develop the game. Basically. I mean, that's kind of, I kind of almost feel like that's what's happening now, though. I mean, like how, how many original ideas are we really seeing? Like after E3, it's like everyone made their lists, and they were like, oh, Portal 2. Yeah, Arkham City. Arkham City 2, like, it's all it's all sequels. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, that makes sense. Companies that companies that have millions and millions of dollars. Well, that I was just, insightful, Gaz. I'm actually very surprised at the insight that just came out of you. I just really, really want um, Ninja Bread Man 2. Yes. And and all that effort crashes down... I think we all deserve a sequel because at the are, end, are you hoping for it on the Wii or for the 3DS so you can get that pop? I'm hoping for it on PS3 with like up-resed HD visuals. Oh yeah, full 1080p. Uh, yeah. How about move support? Oh god, I have move support. Wait god. for that, that Gingerbread Man HD remix. Exactly, because I mean, fucking trash like uh, Beyond Good and Evil, you know, gets. It's an HD remix. Game. <laughs> where is uh, Ninja Bread Man? You know, that's uh, where it's at. <laughs> my hatred for you has hit an all-time high right now. <laughs> Speaking of Beyond Good and Evil Two, what the fuck? 
uh, with Beyond Good Evil 1 HD Remix, whatever, it released on out. Xbox yeah. Live like two weeks ago, and it's not coming out on PS3 till May? Yep. What the fuck? I think they're, they're gonna... Uh, I think really Beyond Good and Evil 2 is dependent on whether or not these two that are coming out on the Xbox market and the PSN, if they do well, I think then they'll start putting more money into the second game. I, I think if these two do bad, they're going to cancel it. And, like, I, I was completely going to buy it just to support it, even though I bought it before. But fucking realize it's till May. It's like, what the hell, you guys? This game's already made. Just fucking give it to me. I have, like, a stack of 50 games that I probably need to play, so... I'm not About 49 too... of them are Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, God. That would be hell. Uh, <laughs> so I can't be too mad like about it not coming out for a while. But no, I understand. People that are chomping at the bits to play it, that kind of does suck. Yeah. yeah. And I have mine for PS2, which I can't play now. But I'm it... still waiting, actually, for the Castlevania DLC, which is was supposedly last month, and now they're saying it's this month, and I'm assuming it's just never coming out. You know you're going to pick it up or you're not going to have to play anymore and you're going to hate it. Yeah, probably. Not as much as I hate you, though. <laughs> I'd like to think not. I worked hard for this hatred. Welcome to the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> last piece of news today is that the ESRB put out its uh, percentages for the prior year, 2010. <clears throat> and it showed what games, like the percentage of games per rating. That was interesting, resounding. Well, I'll ask you guys. I'll put it up to you guys. What would you say uh, is the highest percentage of game that was released last year of, like, everyone 10 plus teen and mature? Uh, first person shooter? I mean, no, no, I mean, like, um, of like those... Like, the, the actual rating for Yeah, it? of those ratings. Um, I'd probably say, like, the, uh, you said the 10 plus teen or whatever? There's 10 plus... Uh, there's teen, uh, mature, and everyone. There's also, like, kids or something, but I'm not counting that. Cause that's I, I would go the 10 plus. 10 plus? Yaz, what do you think? I'll go 10 plus, too, yeah. Plus. Actually, uh, one step down, everyone games. Okay. 35% of the games released last year were everyone rated games. I guess yeah. yeah. I guess we're not counting into account like all these shovelware that. That's comes what I'm saying. I'm the, yeah. You, 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 you get the point. Oh like, my god! If you watched Fox News, ninety percent of games that came out would be rated R. See, that's actually what I thought when I when I started the article. I was like, I, I was like, there's got to be a pretty hefty percentage of mature rated games just because that's what I've heard of so much. Five percent of the games released last year were mature rated. Well, I mean, I only play hentai games, so I had no idea. So those are adult only. That's that, that's like what? God. I just there's so much bull that, that to me that tells me that there's so much bullshit out there right now that it's like dragging this whole market down. No, well, but sadly that bullshit is what sells. Yeah, eighteen percent were ten plus games, and twenty one percent were teen rated games. T for teen. T for teen. But uh, fuck, man. That's a lot of everyone. That's a lot of... It's uh, a lot of teens. What's it? Uh, like... <laughs> pets. What are those games? Babies, pets. Monsters. <laughs> pets. Ten dogs. Yeah, the ten dogs. Plus cats. Plus dogs. Plus dogs again. 
All right, well, that's the news for today. If you're interested in any of the articles we just talked about today, you can head over to elder-geek.com. Uh, head over to the news section and take a look at that. <clears throat> We're going to move into our main topic. Adam has our main topic today. You want to shoot, Adam? I do. <clears throat> My main topic comes from an article I was going to discuss today before Daddy took away, took away the reins. Uh, I was actually reading an article on uh, Metacritic that a uh, developer for the game Dragon Age 2 went on and wrote his own review under like the user review section. Now this apparently pissed a lot of people off, even though it's it wasn't an official review, it was under a user review. So they basically came out and said, this is a matter of ethics and integrity. A consumer requires objective information in order to make an informed decision about purchasing a product. So if this guy comes in and rates it a five stars and he worked on it, that basically skews the whole, I guess, bell curve or whatever the hell you would call it. So uh, Kotaku went ahead and asked EA to comment. And EA pretty much commented going, I'm betting Obama voted for himself too in the election. If this guy worked on his own game and then decided to go on a website where users who play the game can review it, of course he's going to review it five stars because he worked on it and he enjoys the game. It's not like he was paid to write a review. But my question to you two guys and to anybody listening would be how much do reviews uh, influence your purchase? You know, actually, I'd like to start, however, um, I don't feel like comparing writing a review like reviewing your own work can be compared to voting for yourself for president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are really different in the sense well, that like one's a, a personal evaluation. The other one is a like majority vote. Those are not the same and they cannot be compared in that way. Well, I suppose so. You suppose so. You're fucking wrong then. This is America. <laughs> you're so, saying, so, you're saying that. So no, in wait, other words, the book what up. you're telling me is that I can vote for myself if I'm yes. going for president, but I can't vote for a product that I made. Uh, no, that's different. You just, you just, that's not what the quote was. The guy rated himself five stars. That's what you're telling me. Yes, he gave a user score and rated the game five stars. So you're comparing a personal evaluation of oneself to mm-hmm. voting for yourself in a majority election. Okay, so would voting for yourself be a vote up for five stars? You're not voting five stars. Well, see, the thing is, there's two different things that you're talking about. He exactly. can vote himself the best. You're sense. voting yourself. If you vote for yourself in presidents, it's either one or the other. Just because they don't have a star system when you're voting no. in elections, that doesn't make any difference. You're you don't even it's know the... how democracy works. All right, <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> this person is comparing, like, that... Uh, if we were voting for who is uh, the most attractive on this podcast, well, none of us would win. But if we were voting for that, um, I am able to vote for myself in this vote, correct? Mm-hmm. And that is fine because it's a vote. It's a majority. Whoever has the most votes wins, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're comparing that to us rating ourselves how attractive we think we are. Okay, let me go ahead and stop you. <laughs> because I know this is going to take about 50 days, and I'll never win because both of us, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. No, it does matter because you're the, wrong. The essential thing is, this is, this is what their quote, quote was. 
Of course, the people who would make the game would vote for their own game. That's how it works. That's how it works for the Oscars. That's how it works for the Grammys. And that's why I'm betting that Barack Obama voted for himself in the last election. The question isn't that they're drawing parallels between a presidential election or a user score. The fact is that people were very upset because they thought his user review on Metacritic would basically be a bias amongst people who were actually looking at the reviews to buy the game. And what they were saying is that while it's a valid concern that people are worried about people sort of like uh, uh, sort of fucking up like the user scores and stuff like that, this guy worked on something and, of course, he voted for it. So they're saying that it's not wrong. Well, everything that's been like all the examples in that um, in that analogy, in that metaphor, I don't know which one it is because fuck, I don't listen in class. But uh, in that analogy, all the examples, the Oscars, uh, an election, these are all situations where people will like, you're, it's a yes or no. It's, mm-hmm. was this the best? Was this not the best? That's the question, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, you're talking about a review score. Okay. A review score is the culmination of people's reviews on the game. If a person comes in and rates it five stars because he made the game, that is, in my opinion... Um, underhanded. You can't, you can't judge, you are not able to judge the quality of the game you made. You're biased. Honestly, what the, what the article reflects, I'll give this to you because you're going to take it anyway. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to edit it out so you, (laughs) just say yes once during this podcast and I'm going to edit it so that it comes at the end, yes, and then you're right. That's ready to Uh, just... what, What I am looking at here is, uh, uh, the way we have user scores set up, especially on the Metacritic site, uh, it is not even the idea of whether it is biased or whether it's right or wrong. Because if you look at a lot of user scores, for instance, last podcast when you guys were talking about <laughs> your iPod scores, this is how user scores are. Regardless of whether people made the game or whether they were just like, this game was awesome, one star. I mean, I don't think that's right either. So I think that... If user, I'm going to make a pot of you, chili and people are going to come in and shit in my pot, that's wrong. Yeah. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, and my question is, do do the user reviews even uh, sort of reflect on your decision of whether or not to buy the game? Since some user reviews are just that, they're shit. You have this guy who worked for the game and gave it five stars, or you could have one guy who goes... I the the text was too small, uh, one star out of five stars. <laughs> so my question really is, since we have seen and we've given an example for our viewers of how shitty user reviews are, will they even have any basis on whether or not you're going to buy the game? Well, see, that's what I was going to say earlier of just whenever I go to user reviews, I never read the five star or the one star ones. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I automatically go to anything in between, because I know the one-star ones are going to be like, LOL, Xbox sucks. <laughs> and I know the five-star ones are going to be like, this game is most amazing game in the world. <laughs> the Russian person apparently viewing <laughs> yeah. that game. So uh, it's gotten to the point where it's like, well, I'm not going to go to both of these, because quite frankly, this game is probably not five stars, nor is it one star, so... 
I'm just going to ignore that and go to someone that could reasonably review something. Yeah. And I would definitely say re- that reviews do matter, at least in my purchase. Anybody, I think, who says, like, well, fuck it, man, I don't read reviews. Reviews are shit. I find out for myself. I, I, I got to pay fucking money for that game. I care if it's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my thing is I, I have two distinctions. One is a user review, which anyone can write. Another one is there's a guy who has sent a copy of the game or who buys a copy of the game or and is paid to write a review. That one is the or one that holds Elder much Geeks more weight. Or not paid to write a review. Yeah. Continue. Uh, that holds much more weight in the fact that this is the guy's profession or it's his job than some guy who, if he played this game, 90% of it he could have loved, but there could be that one instance in the game that pissed him off so much that he was angry enough to go on and give it one star or, like, 10%. So, like, user reviews, I usually never go on. But, like, big websites, IMG, like, 1UP, Elder Geek, stuff like that. IMG, the insurance company, is now... The IGN or whatever. I always get those two like (laughs) that. I don't know why. I don't have any money anyway. Uh, But those guys who are paid to do reviews, those are the ones that hold more weight. And that's where I think, like would have been a bigger article to me if, like, this guy was paid to do a review and he was on the development team, but since he was doing a user review on Metacritic, which is a site that's so well-known for having, like, the shittiest user reviews on the Internet, my thing is, who cares? I mean, I could see that, but, like, and I agree that, that, uh, like, a professional review is more valuable to me I don't look at numbers and percentage. Like anytime I read a review, the whole like eight point eight or you know for, you know ten ten out of ten, that shit never matters to me. Yeah. It's always the content of the review that I exactly. find to be the most valuable. And like, will I a hundred percent trust a review? No. And I can give an example in that every review I read about Monster Hunter was always panning the game. Mm-hmm. But we bought it anyways, and it now is one of our favorite games of all time. Yep. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure IGN gave uh, it a five or something the first time it came out for the uh, the PSP, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't agree with that. And user reviews for that game were like eight point seven. Mm-hmm. So in this case, user reviews were much more useful than the actual review, and that could be a matter of like Monster Hunter games. You have to spend forty hours playing before you can really judge the game and actual reviewers don't have time to be spending 40 hours you know collecting armor sets to do that so it depends on the game and it really is a pick and choose like you have to go through there are definitely valuable reviews on like itunes Mm -hmm. because yesterday we were given itunes reviews that were really terrible there are good reviews on there like people saying like hey this and that it's just it's all educated like yeah i'd say like don't look as as i'm sure there are good user reviews anywhere but it's just the amount of digging you have to do to find the ones that are intelligently written and yeah like you wouldn't want me reviewing uncharted too because uh i'm not wholly enjoying it right now but would my opinion possibly matter to certainly using the game yes it would as long as i wasn't just like you know oh this game has too much shooting but I think reviews matter, and they matter to me, and I think they matter to a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. More interesting, I think, however, though, is that to developers, reviews don't matter. Mm-hmm. I've heard this from, uh, like, I don't want to say real games journalists, because I, but cause it sounds, like, weird, but from real games journalists, saying that um, 
it's not so much a review they're looking for, it's just their name being posted on the internet. Yeah, I could see that. It, it's a hit thing where someone types it in, they'll get more hits. I mean, I think it sort of goes back to there's no such thing as bad press. Exactly, it's exactly that. And uh, so, in that regard, also uh, user reviews may or may not matter because if you're if you're writing your user reviews that are like the one star piece of shit, you've just uh, increased the search engine optimization for the game that you just panned. It yeah. is going to be one higher in um, in Google. And, and your review is not going to be the say, one that's up there. The review to the, like the highly acclaimed website that may have gave it a better score is going to be up there. Yeah, and honestly, I have to say, if I was ready to purchase a game and there was like five million one-star ratings, I think just out of morbid curiosity, I would want to get the game more just to see how bad it really is. Ninja Bread Man. There you go. <laughs> that's why we got it. But that got all five stars, to my knowledge. <laughs> User reviews, all five stars. I got it right. <laughs> Reuse a review for that. You do have to write. I want you to start writing a box. Put it on the iPhone. Put it on the iPod Touch. It could definitely easily be put on the iPod Touch with how it looked. Yeah. No, what you should do is like put like Fruit Ninja and then write a review for Ninja Bread Man and just put it under Fruit Ninja. Be like, that's close enough. That's ninja. Yeah. Both ninjas and cake and cookies. Speaking of reviews. Speaking of. If you enjoy our podcast or you hate it, because I don't really give a shit, you should rate us on iTunes, because we have zero ratings on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Thanks for not doing that. Also, we <laughs> really, have... I'm pretty sure I rated us five stars, but that would be biased. <laughs> we can't... <laughs> um, but then again, I'm going to myself uh, when I run for president. You, you can't do that for that, but otherwise, um, you can't, because that would be biased. And we, we have credibility. No, we don't. <laughs> I just think Adam should be so worried that he's wrong. But what? anyways, um, <laughs> we didn't get any email this week. And you know what it means when we don't get any email or responses. Oh, God. Week. See, now you even have Yaz dreading it. It's, oh, that's what you've done. Yaz's stupid questions. Yaz... You're going to ask two questions this week to Adam. Adam, you're going to field these questions with your best answer. Okay. All right. Adam, 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 are you ready? This is just me stalling and trying I'm to ready. something. So you're ready. I'm ready. Adam. Yes. <laughs> when you get out of the shower... What do you do first? Do you step out and then put the towels on? Or put the towels on when you're still in the tub? I don't have any towels. Alright, wait one second. <laughs> Fucking Heather gets so mad at me because I step out and then put the towel on. Because you, get the, because you get the ground all wet? And yeah, little... I get the floor all fucking wet. It's, oh, oh, yeah. it's awful. That's... More so... The, do you wipe, when, when you're drying, right? You're drying yourself. Imagine yourself, you took a shower, clean. Yeah. When you get out, do you wipe your underballs with a towel that you're wiping, like, your face with? No, no, you use separate towels. Okay, okay. Crazy, man. Adam? <laughs> what? Silence is deafening on your part. <laughs> you get out of the shower, fresh out of shower. And, you know, you've washed yourself, and you get out, and it's time to dry yourself off, and you got to dry that 
precarious region between your balls. Yeah, I just only have one hand towel. <laughs> Whatever goes for the asshole and the balls is going for everywhere. So, so everyone here can agree that you wash that area with a separate towel. Yes. 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 Okay. All right. I just wanted to come. I just I thought about that right now. Wanted to come to a consensus. There you I'm go. That's your consensus. Your cane. Do you there. do a little floss move with the towel? I do not do a floss move with the towel. <laughs> well, actually, like when I get out of the shower, I will I will grab like some toilet paper to dry off uh, my ass. Your butthole. Yeah. Your Hershey Highway. I don't want to get a rash. <laughs> so right now Trevor is fighting diaper rash. Yeah, that shit. Baby powder, get that shit going. Things. You gotta, you gotta maneuver carefully around the hemorrhoids. Preparation H. You gotta, you gotta keep Tug. that. Re- keep it real funky. All right, yeah, you got one more, one more stupid question. Okay, sir. Second question. You're <laughs> stalling again. Um, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? What is oblivion? I think that's right. I, I think, think the math right here, and, and I think it comes out as oblivion. I think that's a good way to end the podcast. So, send us <laughs> a fucking email to forced update at elder-geek.com. That was the, or, that was, those last moments were some of the most painful moments in podcast history. Or leave us a question in the comment section of our page, and you won't listen to that again. You will not have to be, uh, be, be messed like that again. And let us know when you get out of the shower, uh, do you use a separate towel to wipe the area under your balls? Or if yeah. you're a lady... Uh, the area between your, your vahe and your butt. Just, uh, go ahead and put that, the response to that in your, uh, iTunes review for us. We will, if we get... Uh, or if you're like Trevor and too busy cramming toilet paper up your ass. Just it keeps it, keeps it from bleeding. <laughs> we should, we should eventually put, um, a question out that's just like, if we get ten people to comment in our comment section telling us to quit <laughs> we will shut down the podcast we'll shut down the podcast it's all we need so i'm assuming this is our last podcast because this will be the first motivation our listeners have i'm just gonna make up multiple accounts on elder geek and just say <laughs> it'll just be not yaz one not yaz two <laughs> yeah well uh god damn it thanks everybody for uh tuning in today Forced Update, episode 89. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully with Gavin, we'll be joining us next week. He was supposed to be with us this week, but he had some uh, stuff prop up. He couldn't make it. And, uh, Propaganda. 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 Propaganda.
Trevor was right. Adam's fucking wrong. <laughs>